Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. The time is one minute past seven. Thank you to Ndati John for a great show. He'll be back tomorrow evening um, between six and seven um, for that show. Um, yeah, Sidebar Cindy is back. Today is the 22nd of July, 2019. And this evening we're chatting about the lessons that you've learned in the past decade of your life. And I'm specifically chatting to people in their 30s. What have you learned in the last 10 years of your life? Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Sidebar with Cindy this evening is going to be interesting. I'm talking to people in their 30s. Are you an Afropolitan? Are you in your 30s? And if you are, what have you learned about your life in the last 10 years? I'm joined um, in studio by Lexi. We all know Lexi. Um, she was on our TV screens a while ago, but she'll be telling us more about that. And um, yeah, it's 2019. 10 years ago, what were you up to? How has your life changed? And um, what's been the biggest change in your life? Do you have any regrets? If you have regrets, what has been the biggest regret? We'll be taking your tweets. The hashtag on social media is Sidebar Cindy. The other hashtag is Kaya FM Talk. I'm looking forward to your calls. You can call us on 86 What has been the biggest lesson? What have you learned in the last 10 years of your life if you are in your 30s? Let the good doctor give you some expert advice. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9. So I'm joined in studio by um, Lexi Fanikark, and I'll also be joined um, online by Brian Mugadi, and they'll be sharing their experiences. Um, they're both in their 30s, and they'll be sharing what they've learned about their lives in the last, in the last decade. Um, you know, I, I think I'm looking to know. Where were you 10 years ago? What were you up to? What were your expectations? What are your dreams? Have those dreams come true? Have things happened? Do you have any regrets? What has been the biggest change? I mean, I think when I was in my 30s, the one biggest change in my life was having having a child. Uh, you know, it's all well and good to look forward to having a baby. And I remember Unandi, my daughter, when we went for the first scan, we'd call her Boingi. She was a little, it looked like a little bean. And now 10 years later, Uboingi is a 10 year old. She talks, she's sassy. And it's quite amazing to look at, to look at kids and think, Oh my gosh, did I produce that? Did I give birth, you know, to that? But that's, that's me. But I'm in my forties and we're going to have a separate show for people in their forties. Tonight we're focusing on people in their thirties. So Lexi, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Cyborg Cindy. Thank you. <laughs> so Lexi, <laughs> so just much. a bit of background. Um, you know, who you are for those that don't know you, you're Lexi Fanikat, where are you from and, um, what do you do? I think you're the only one that still says Lexi Fanny Kirk. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Van, but that's fine. I thought, oh my word, last time I was here was five years ago. Yeah. Oh, for those that do know me, I broke up. I'm out, obviously, in reality TV. Um, Big Brother, we all know that. And then I had my own show, Mant and Lexi, and then just doing TV here and there, and then bits and pieces of radio. So I think I still have. The love and support from reality TV, and now I think people call me social media influence. I don't, yeah, still getting used to that. But yeah, that's where people know me from, and obviously just for my realness and sharing bits and pieces of myself. So I'm really excited to be here. And Thank in the last you. in the last ten years, um, you know, what's been the one thing that has changed? The one big change in your life? 
obviously now I'm a mom. <laughs> and that's a big deal, Lexi. I mean, I'm a mom. Did you imagine that 10 years never, ago you'd be a mommy? Never, ever. Not one bit. Um, yeah, I never wanted kids. So I think that's the greatest and biggest change in my life right now. And since becoming a mom, so many things has changed. Mm. Like your your physical self, everything, your mindset, your emotional well-being, all of that has changed. And just this one little thing has changed my entire outlook on life, my aspects, my aspirations, my inspiration. All of that has changed. All of it. I mean, yeah, that's the greatest things. And I think as we go through tonight, there's just many other changes we can still talk about and, so, yeah. and I'm glad you, you speak about the, the body changes I mean the one thing that happens as you grow older is that you gain weight I mean yes. so, so baby weight is, is something else but just generally growing yeah. up and, and people look back on their young years and like oh I wish I still had my body that I had yeah. in my 20s you know part of growing up is gaining weight yeah you know, it's just one of those things that happens and, and gravity for some of us gravity you know comes into play your breast starts sagging <laughs> and, and those changes are not always easy for everybody yes. to embrace and that I'm glad you actually and that's something I'm going through right now that I'm experiencing right now um, I just got back to work I'm a fitness instructor and personal yeah. trainer yeah. so being in the fitness industry people obviously have these expectations that you have a six pack and you this the different kind of bold and with my pregnancy some like a lot of change during my pregnancy especially because we all have a birthing plan we're like no we're going to give birth like this and this so since giving birth it's three months postpartum and I'm going through a lot of emotions um, physically emotionally all of that and I love my body for all those well you have a fantastic yeah. body you know. um, it, it's really changed my life and I still moan and I still cry most days and I'm really, really blessed to have a really great partner like Mancha that supports me. But my body has changed and it's affected me a lot. And I I try through my social media to share that with um, the average mom, and all of mommies. us. Yes, I know, new I've moms. a lot of new mummies too, yes. just for encouragement. So, um, I mean, I, I still have my tummy. It's not flat. I'm not a size six anymore. And... Since giving birth, after birth, it, it really affected. There were days where I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and I cried for days and I'm just like, what did this baby do to my life? So, I mean, people reach out to me on social media, like, how did you get rid of the weight? I think it's just my angles and ways where when I take pictures, it works. But personally, back home, behind the scenes, I do have these insecurities now and it's affected me a lot. Even now, as a personal trainer, I'm not able to train not able to do everything because I'm still healing yeah. so I mean it's a beautiful change but still when I have my days and I think about it and I'm like what the heck happened to me I, I can't but I mean I have the saggy boobs I have the tummy it jiggles when I laugh and when I <laughs> <laughs> when I when I get up in the morning I have the cellulite I have the well I don't have the stretch marks and stuff but my body has changed yeah. and I need to accept it for now and work with it. And yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm just here to inspire moms. And it's a beautiful change, but like I said, it, it is a change. It's it still is a change. change. Yeah. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Kai FM 95.9, Sidebar Cindy, with me, Dr. Cindy Fansale. And I'm chatting to Lexi Van. Um, she's a new mommy. She has a three month old. And I'm also chatting to Brian Mgadi. He's a system specialist and he's also a guest. Um, he's also in his 30s and he's also chatting about. Um, the last 10 years of his life. Brian, thank you so much and thank you um, for being on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Cindy, and good evening, ladies. Um, interesting conversation as well. You're speaking about uh, motherhood. I'm just 
finished right now preparing supper for my daughter and she's been screaming my name downstairs. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting the journey that we go through in adulthood. For mm. the past 10 years, for me, it has actually been the biggest change in my life has really been being a father and on how we finding ourselves having to unlearn what we have been taught all these years as to how fathers are and having to learn something new altogether. So I think that's the beauty about life. That whole thing of having to relearn almost on a 10-year basis kind mm. of thing. So what I knew 10 years ago, I totally have to relearn something else now. I mean, fatherhood is different to what it was back then. It's totally different, I can imagine. And um, and Brian, how old are you this year? Oh. Uh, 36. Oh, okay. I'm still 36 this year. Okay, and in terms of in terms of your um your your career, you know, speak about your career. Um, are you where you were hoping to be 10 years ago? Have you exceeded what you dreamt? Um, how's that looking? I think I'm still on the journey. I still have, I find myself, especially in the technology space, where technology is constantly changing. Mm. Having again, when I'm speaking about having to relearn, almost. As life goes by, like we're not talking about big data. Ten years ago, there was no such thing as that. And now we're talking about the IA. We're talking about the fourth industrial revolution. I mean, again, when I say ten years ago, it was not there. It was something maybe that was too far-fetched as to what we're seeing today. So career-wise, I think I'm still getting there. Okay. So, in that process of, but I'm I'm rather much satisfied though I must say content as to where I am. Yeah. But understanding that there's still this learning part that I'm still a journey that I'm still going through. And and, and any regrets? Is there anything that you regret at the moment? Um regrets. There are regrets. Mm. <laughs> there are regrets in life. I mean certain decisions that you cannot make. They do come back to kind of like country mm. down the line, and but I just take them as learning. Okay. Yes. Well, we're taking yeah. calls on zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. You can SMS us on three six nine five nine, and just going to Twitter. I'll just read a few of the tweets that have come through. Um, you know, since we spoke about this. So Uzek Nyambosi says, "I wasted a lot of money on entertainments rather than savings. I still have some regrets, but then now I know how to be responsible." I'm saving as much as I can for the future. And then oh, oh, Rule Nisi says, I've made a huge change in careers in my 30s and I'm busy making another career change. And well, let's say I'm no longer 30 and I'm hoping for happiness. It sounds cliche, but my first career paid up almost everything. Second, well, I'm just winging it. So that's, 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 that's her experience of the 30s. And... Um, uh, someone else says that you know in the th- in your thirties you have to forgive yourself. You have to constant. What they've learned in the last ten years is that you have to forgive yourself constantly. But you also learn from that mistake, and you know you never do it again. And then Ufiona says that for me it has to be to trust the boundaries you set for yourself. Don't let general society make you think you're an unre- you're unreasonable or difficult. Also in work, in love, in life. Learn to lose quickly. Don't quit, but identify when and why something is not working for you and move on. And I think that tweets, um, uh, you know, I think a lot of us can resonate with that. In our 20s, you know, you were, you were so, you, get, you, you got so 
So, Tini, you got, you got so stuck on certain things. You know, if the relationship wasn't working out, you were trying to flog this dead horse because that's the person you're convincing and spend the, the rest of your life with. You know, the lucky ones are still with the people they met in their 20s. <laughs> but most people, you know, didn't work out. You've moved on. But there you are trying to drag this poor person through a relationship. I mean, what do you think? Okay, no, but you were, you, you were fine. I've got a different kind of story. Yeah. I mean, my 20s were great. I lived my life. I, I listen to people now and they're like, oh. Um, we're making this and that kind of changes. But my 20s were great. But I mean, looking back now, I was so crazy. Now I'm way more calm. And the mistakes I've made, I always say I don't have any regrets. These yeah. are all learning curves for me. And I look back and I'm like, wow, did I do that? So I think now also in my 30s, I mean, I still find myself like... I'm still trying to decide between careers and life change. And I'm like, okay, wait, maybe in the next five or 10 years. So for all of us, it's different. I mean, in terms of relationships, I've been really blessed. I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> well, taking calls on 86 We have Ulindiwe calling us from Johannesburg. Um, good evening, Ulindiwe, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Cindy. Oh, and it's Lindelwa, sorry. Oh, Lindelwa, okay. Sorry about that, Lindelwa. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, Cindy, I just wanted to share um, just that I was so happy to hear Lexi talk about how she's struggling to bounce back and get her pre-pregnancy body back. And I just, her story just resonated with me. I'm a new mom now, but this was my second pregnancy. My first pregnancy is a little bit over 10 years. So I was a pregnant teen. And my body bounced back quite well back then. And what I've sort of noticed now being a new mom is the lack of emotional intelligence I had back then as a teenager to actually become a mother. And also the residual trauma that I carried for over 16 years, not even being aware that that was a traumatic experience. And being a new mom now, everything just sort of hit me, you know, like I became so anxious. I became extremely depressed and Mm -hmm. my body didn't get back to the way it was before. So there was so much that I needed to deal with now over an experience that happened just over 10 years ago. And my main regret now about what happened 10 years ago when I was a teenager is just not having the emotional intelligence to sort of acknowledge what I'm going through Mm -hmm. and the emotional impact that it has on me. Like, we know when I look at my two children, they're like 16 years apart, and I can't recall my son as a one-year-old how our relationship was, how we connected, how he behaved, because, you know, ignorance got me through that trauma. And it's something that I can't go back and redo. But having it redone it now sort of, you know, alerted me that there's so much that happened in the past 10 years or so that I never really actively dealt with. And it's just hit me now and it exposed me to like postpartum depression. Mm. And slowly now I'm actually starting to accept that Okay, this is my postpartum body, and it's and it's difficult. okay. Mm. Yeah, and it's okay, and it's so difficult because I never thought that I would be sitting with a scar from a cesarean. I never thought yeah. that I'd be sitting with weight that I can't just, you know, lose. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. I'm so glad that she shared that, and I, I just I could relate so well. And you know what else? so much better. Yeah, and you know what, Aslin Dura, thank you. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that. You also need to see to have statements that you say back to people when they comment about your weight or your tummy or your scar. You just have to answer back and just shut it down. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe Lexi can share what she says when people comment about about anything to do with her body. Um, 
I still get it all the time. Even during my pregnancy, I was called all kinds of names and people bullying me on social media. So you just have to fight back or, or respond. And, and most people are like, no, don't say anything. Don't let it affect you. I'm human. I have feelings. And it does hurt when I read all these things online. I'm not there to, to make women. I'm, I, I don't think people even understand the change that we go through physically and the amount of pain pregnancy is. It's not fun. People are like, no, it's glowing. It's fun. It is fun. It's beautiful. And it's a big change. And there are a lot of women... Like it, it's hurtful when you read these things. So I've been called ugly, all kinds of names, and um, I'm really, 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 really glad that I have people that support me and understand when I'm feeling down. But mm. I mean, I use my social media to reach out and spread positivity wherever I can and help people. So I'm not here to be funny. And the name calling and all of the bullying actually comes from women. And it's so it's sad to see that women actually are there to break you down or call you all kinds of names. And these are older women that that have children that, that experience pregnancy. So, I mean, every single pregnancy is different in its own way. And it might be ugly to someone else, but maybe this woman has been trying to fall pregnant or it's something totally amazing for her. So, I mean... I, I hit back nowadays. I'm like, no, I'm going to say my say and I'm going to let you know how I feel about it. So I know in my mind I'm not ugly. It's not an ugly experience. And I mean, I'm just here to show people you can rock it whichever way. I mean, I wish I'd posted more pictures of my pregnancy because it was a beautiful change. Yeah. And obviously... Mental is very overprotective. So I couldn't just share that with yeah, the world. But that, I mean, that was something yes, even birth and the baby now. And yeah, I mean, people are just so mean on social media. Do you really think I want to post my baby and you'll be like, oh, this baby's got a big nose or it's ugly or the ears are crooked or whatever they say. But I mean, what's ugly to someone else is extremely beautiful to me. And that's OK. I just wish people could see that. Yeah. But we're not all the same. But hit back if you can. So I hope you encourage Lindela. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, great stuff. So we'll be back after the break and I'll be chatting to um, Brian Mugadi, system specialist, and to Lexi Van. We're speaking about the last 10 years of your, uh, well, the last decade um, of your life. We're talking to people in their 30s and just wanting to hear your experiences, challenges, regrets. Um, have your dreams come true? What are you looking forward to? We're chatting about um, the last decade of, of your life to people in their 30s. And it's interesting to see the progression from the 20s to the 30s, as we heard um, in the TED Talk. Um, most people get better with age. And each decade brings new adventures, discoveries, challenges, and, and unique, you know, unique learning, learning experiences. So we want to indulge in those experiences. You can call us on 086-0000959. SMS is on 36959. I'm chatting to Brian Mgadi. He's a system specialist. He's um, 36. And I'm also chatting to Lexi Van and she's also in her 30s and what I'm asking is what have you learnt in your 30s what have you learnt in the last decade of your life taking calls on 86 959 we're back online with Brian Brian so you know so you heard the calls that we we got and you've also heard a bit of what Lexi has said I have another question for you um did you plan to have kids was that part of your of your of your of your plan no it wasn't it wasn't I had to adjust to my partner's uh what really and on my side I never really wanted to have kids of my own because I'm from a big family and yes. the idea of really having kids of my own was never really there then I just found myself having to you know my wife from her side she was the only uh, she, she was the only one 
and then finding herself that, okay, she also wants kids of her own. So now we've got one girl and we've got another one on the way. And as you were speaking about pregnancy and how the whole journey has been for us, I'm just going to speak again from a men's point of view, that ever since we found out that we are pregnant, it's been a case now that I have to reaffirm my commitment to her. I have mm. to reaffirm my love for her and how she is, on how she looks. I know that I'm not the one who's carrying the baby, mm. but she's the one who's carrying the baby. And now I'm having to find myself carry her emotions during this whole journey of this pregnancy. And that has been beautiful for me. And that has been something that had I not decided to go through, I wonder how my life would have turned out. Mm. But I've enjoyed that journey though. And speaking of you of you not wanting you not wanting to have kids, um okay, you say you come from a big family. How many are you? There's seven of us. Okay. So you would And um, yeah. be the, I'm I'm the last one. Are you the baby? <laughs> I'm the baby of the family. Okay, so if this, if this is not too personal, why would that have put you off having your own children? Being the baby of seven? Okay, being the last one, I've seen my brothers have kids of their own. I've seen everybody in my family have their own kids and their own families. And I was so close to that idea. And in a way that I'm like, is there really a need for me to also have one of my own? So I was never really that fascinated about it, seeing from where I was standing, looking around me, and I was never really that fascinated about having kids of my own because I've always been surrounded by these other kids. Oh, okay. My, yeah. Okay, no, I understand. Okay, so taking calls on 0860000959, we have Ulerato on the line, and she has a comment um, to, to, to make about the past decades. Um, as a 30-something-year-old. Good evening, Lerato, and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Good evening, Dr. Cindy. Thank you so much. So, how has your last decade been? My last decade has been the biggest learning curve of my life. I, I've always been someone who's very into with her boundaries, with what she wants, and how to really just make sure that the life that I live on as my ultimate goal, right, and my ultimate question life is that when I die I must be happy and not try to bargain for more days and more lives. So I've always followed that in my career, with my finances, with my romantic relationships and other relationships. But the past two years really taught me that um, there's a price to pay for the things that we want. Mm. And depending on what you want, you must realize what you need to pay for. For instance, I have been traveling for many years and trying to get a book published and a book out. Mm. But in the process of writing it, I would also want to be Lerato the social butterfly, Lerato who's there for, for people whose lives are falling apart, or Lerato who's there just to celebrate. And while those things are not necessarily bad, the goal I had set my eyes on needed me to be someone else, and I needed to transition into the person who would be able to manifest that goal. And it was hard, but I've learned that also do not be apologetic and in fact be very, very consistent about mm. those boundaries and people who understand you and who are for you and your growth and your path will always understand and everyone else is just a messmaker anyway. And so in terms of friendships, okay, so have you been trimming your friendship tree? Um, has that been easy? Has that been difficult? I have been trimming them and it has not been easy. There are friendships that are very easy to let go of. Some friendships were not able to Excuse me. Mm. Some friendships 
had to go because once I stopped drinking, people were not able to understand that I can no longer drink because it's slowing me down. Yeah. And it's not making, it's not giving me a clear mind. And I needed to always be energetic and have a clear mind. And then other friendships fell by the wayside and they, those hurt a little because then I also understood that the needs, one needs to always mind the gap between their words and their actions. Yeah. And if what you say is not what you do, those things are not aligned and those friendships had to go and that was tough because it feels like a breakup. But I also ultimately understand that this is how I will move forward. This is how I'm able to manifest some of my biggest goals and that I'm powerful when I'm absolutely in tune with my truth. Yeah, well, that's amazing, Lerato. And last thing before we let you go, the decision to stop drinking, um, what prompted that? I, you know, um, it happened by accident. I was in Cairo and it was Ramadan. And whenever I travel, I try to assimilate as much as possible. So I started letting me not drink for the four days of Ramadan um, just while I was in, in Egypt. But um, I realized in not drinking for those four days and realizing two and a half weeks later that I didn't actually crave alcohol, I realized that I also spent a lot of time socializing and that even though there's nothing wrong with that, it ultimately slowed me down. You know, you want to go and have a quick glass of wine with friends. It ends up becoming three glasses of wine. Mm. That time I could have been using building my, my manuscript. I could be using fine-tuning my writing. I could be using making sure that my mind is always sharp and ready to focus on the goals, singular focus mm. on the goal that you want. And anything that doesn't serve that in my life had to go from alcohol to smoking weed, to certain friendships, mm. to absolutely everything. It all had to go. Okay, well, awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that with, with us, Lerato. All the thank best so with everything else that you, you'll be doing. Thank you. Great stuff. So Bareki on Twitter says that um, I'm only just learning. It's like I've been in a coma for years. Don't lose yourself while trying hard to please others. Living someone's dream or life, um, you know, is, that's losing yourself. I'm glad I found myself. So that's someone that's gone through a journey of, of, of finding themselves. And I like what Lerato said about um, how she's, you know, stopped, stopped drinking, stopped smoking um, weed, having to readjust her friendships. I guess, you know, in your 30s, those, those are the, some of the life lessons that come because people will disappoint you. Yes. You know, and, I it's, mean, and it's people close to you that you don't expect to do mm-hmm. such things. And then you have to reassess, readjust and, and make the necessary changes. Yes. I mean, I, looking back, I've cut off so many people and things and only focus on what makes me happy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... 20s are there to be enjoyed and go crazy and still find yourself and not to be so serious and experience all that so if you're ready to settle down then you know you've done all of that I mean I was a party crazy girl didn't care about anything that's why people loved me and I just wanted to do me and just be crazy all the time drink alcohol all the time and then I met someone that is the total opposite of me and he he's a, he comes from a really big family and I never wanted babies or kids. And as I got older, things changed. And then, yeah, that's a story for another day. So <laughs> pregnant. And so he had a calming, so he had a very calming effect um, very. on your life. And I was always the one to just respond without listening and fight and not be focused and just live for today and don't care. But sometimes you just need to be still 
and not be crazy and yeah so I also became extremely patient and I listen more and not just listen to respond and I think you can tell by my social media I don't just go out and attack anyone ready some days I do depending on, on what the on what the comment is, yeah, is. Comment, yeah. so I mean yeah I, I can't believe I'm 31 I turned 31 this year I actually had a plan for my birthday this year because last year it was on a Thursday so I was like I can't wait for it to be on a Friday so I can go out and party and drink and <laughs> drink all the alcohol that you can in the bottle of champagne and then this year I was pregnant and mm. I was woken up and yeah we have this tradition where he just makes me um, an omelette but this year was just absolutely beautiful I was pregnant I have had had new life growing inside of me and just reflecting and I was just like wow 10 years ago 21 I did I never ever dreamt this <laughs> never 21 I celebrated my birthday in the club and I was just going insane having my first drink in my life I grew up in a children's home so I mean it was just way different for me and I was the only one that left when I was 21 because mm. I wanted to go to school whatever study whatever I could but I mean looking back now I'm just like I was so crazy and we can sit here and go on it but somewhere in there I was also lost I needed to find myself yeah. needed to ground myself find my purpose and I do have that so in some ways I'm like oh my god thank god I was crazy now I don't look well, back thank god you're crazy <laughs> enough to go on to Big Brother because that's how you yes. know, met Umantla so yes. you know everything happens for a reason yeah. yes everything and happens for a reason I'm, yeah I'm really happy I mean now I'm just working for myself and my baby and to just grow from me I don't know what the next 10 years will hold maybe I'll be sitting and saying oh 10 years ago I was doing this but now I'm more focused and grounded and I still have a bit of crazy in me. It comes at no, no, that's <laughs> You're born with that. I'm also, I also have my, you, you try to suppress it, but it just yes, jumps Yes, it comes. Out. It's yeah. there. And yeah, I mean, the lessons, I still learn every day and I learn yeah. from so many people and it's a beautiful, different experience yeah. for me. And, and Uz, Uzina, yeah. um, uh, the, 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 hash, uh, the Twitter handle is, yeah. is at Senswa, says that 30s seem to bring some sense of clarity and emotional mm -hmm. clarity. So it's so different from the hustle and bustle of the 20s. Ulera just sounds like she's in a more peaceful and yeah. calmer state and I think a lot of people can relate to yes. that. Is this something, yes. for, for, okay, for some people, not for everybody, but for some people, the 20s are crazy, then you turn, you know, you get into your 30s and things start calming down mm -hmm. and by the time you reach your 40s like I have, you are just cruising so mm. that's going to be it's going to be interesting when we have the show with the 40 year olds to hear what yes. they have to say about the last um, 10 years of their lives and it's just going back to Brian Mgatti who's also one of the guests um, um, on Sidebar Cindy Brian um, in terms of your family um, do you find that now that you're in your, in your 30s do you relate better to them than what you did when you were in your 20s because I know with me when I was in my 30s, um, I was very bold. I, I'd say stuff to my mom and my aunt that I would never have said, but there's this boldness that came over me and I'd speak up and I'd, if I didn't like something, I would say, no, I don't like that. That's not how you, you, know, you speak to me and, and, and things like that. Definitely. You know how I define mine? My 20s were all about everybody else except yeah. me. And I now find myself in my 30s. Now it's all about me and what is it that I want. So I'm finding myself being in a position to assert myself much better as opposed to my 20s. I'm finding myself being able to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more focused, like some of the other colleagues have said, where as opposed to your 30s, it was all about the enjoying of the life that you're going through, that space that you're going through, you're just out of high school, you're just now into this uh, tertiary and you're meeting new people. And it's just about exploring on your 
20s now, when you get to your 30s, you're settled down. Okay, I'm approaching my 40s now. I definitely know a case of what is it that I want out of life? Yeah. What is it that is expected from me as a husband? What yeah. is it expected of me as a child? Because I'm still, I'm still a child again yeah, to a my child. parents. Mm. You know? And they have to also now get to learn and to appreciate that the child is no longer a child by the man mm. who's growing up to define who he is in this world who is trying to also now shape a future shape and environment that I want my kid to grow up in mm. and it's that stability now that needs to, you need to build from your 30s moving forward because when you reach your 40s perhaps it's the case where the foundation is solid yeah. 40s it's too late to build that foundation by then it has to be standing so uh, that's that's how I'm finding my 30s like and that's how I'm relating my 30s with my peers that's how I'm relating my 30s with my family mm. with my parents and with my yeah with and in terms colleagues. of yeah and in terms of family um, stuff Brian like you know, maybe f- cultural issues, family events, who speaks, who doesn't speak, and things like that. Is there anyone that's that's guiding you through that? You know, are you? Because yes. one day you'll be the uncle that that leads the delegation at your party, Lobola, and things like that. So, yeah. are you are you learning yeah. those things right now? Yeah, definitely. And you know what I find even much more interesting is not the conflict between what you have seen growing up. Yeah. To some of the traditions now you want to instill in your family moving forward to say, am I going to continue with this trajectory moving forward? Or is it a case where I'm having to find myself redefining some of the other cultural activities that I've grown up knowing all this time? Or is it a case of Ilobola? When I'm talking about my daughter, will I still handle it the same way that my parents did, that my uncles did? Mm. And is it going to change? Uh, and it's constantly finding myself having to say, yes, it's culture, yeah, but can I define my own mm. at a later stage? I mean, we, uh, I mean, as an example, now you're no longer finding a mother and a father in a home where now it's mother and a mother, a woman and a woman raising a child, a man and a man raising a child. Mm. The dynamics have totally changed. So Mm. that's why I go back to what I was saying, that you're constantly finding yourself having to unlearn and learn something else. Because as we grow, things change. I mean, who knew that at this type of uh, where interrelational uh, marriages were... But taboo. But taboo, exactly. Now they're not. Mm. And now we find ourselves in this society that is totally, totally changed from what we know yeah. as growing up. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. It's going to be a give or take kind of thing that I think that some of the others I will yeah. maybe also... Uh, teach my kids where others I have the liberty of allowing them to be. Okay. Well, Tubes on Twitter says that 
um, you know, what changed in my life was the weight that I gained during my PhD. It really frustrates me. And Tulu says the same thing. She can relate because she also gained weight during her PhD. So yeah, these things happen. And this evening we're speaking to 30s people, Afropolitans in their 30s and how the last 10 years of their lives have been. And before we take calls on 86 let's take a look at some tweets. The hashtag is Cindy. Uzetu says, before 30, I was so focused on timelines instead of living my best life. I joined the workforce at age 19, so many financial mistakes were done. Career was unstable, but immediately at 2030, things started aligning and enjoying every moment of it. And then um, Danana Miyoga says that what I've learned in the past decade... Your dreams are possible. Don't give up. Nothing's sweeter than finally finding your life's calling and purpose. Be ruthless about choosing you. Forgive the past you. Be true to your core values every single time. So that's a bit of wisdom from Twitter. I'm joined in studio by Lexi van Niekerk. And then online, I'm joined by Brian Mgadi. But before we go back to my guests, let's take a few calls. We have Tabo calling us. Tabo, thank you for holding and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, hi, Cindy. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, good evening also to your guest. Uh, I'm very inspired by the stories that uh, have both gone through, you know. Mm. Okay, with me, it's slightly different, you know. Okay, the past 10 years have been very hard. Mm. In fact, more than 10 years have been hard, you know. I was arrested when I was young, in my 18, 19, my 19th or so. Yeah. And I was sentenced to a lengthy time of period. So I don't know my 20s. My 20s were all spent in an incarceration. Mm. Then I was released when I was about to hit 30s. But then now it's been about, uh, about nine years since I've been released. Mm. The first two years walking out of that place, it was hard. But then as time went on, I got a good job and I'm uh, I'm working a good job. I'm working, a, I've even started a business, you know. So the, for the past nine years, things have look, are looking pretty good on my side. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the next 10 years of having my business, having good, having established and having worked hard, you know. Yeah. But what I've realized mostly about the youngsters that are still in their 20s and stuff, you know. I think what we lack most most probably, it's more personal development. A lot of youngsters are not developed personally. You know, I, at least I got the opportunity while during the time I was incarcerated, I developed myself personally. You know, I made a wonderful gentleman that helped me to develop myself, to train my mind, you know, that helped me to motivate myself that, you know, it does not matter where you come from yeah. or what has happened in your life, but uh, the next 10 years can be far better than what you have been through. And so I'm very much inspired about the gifts that are there, that they have done something with their lives and, and they are looking forward to better and greater things in their lives. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Tabo. And I think we'll take your details because I think that we could do a show we could have an hour chatting to you and talking to people that you know have been in prison have come out and had to start again and you know they've made the most of of that second chance so i will get you yeah i will i will make sure that we get your details and we'll definitely have you on the show as a guest to discuss just that but thank you so much for sharing that okay we have jacob calling us um jacob welcome to sidebar cindy yeah evening uh dr cindy and evening to all and to the listeners out there. Good evening. 
profit. So my story is quite interesting. Um, uh, just I started working in uh, three years ago. I Jacob, okay, we'll try and get you back on a better line. We'll we'll call you back just now. Anyway, so sidebar Cindy with um, Lexi. Lexi, coming back to you. I mean, Utabo, Tabo's call was quite touching. I mean, he was in prison for most of his twenties, and now he's out, and he's been out for nine years, and and um, you know, he's 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 doing okay. Um, you just mentioned earlier on that you you grew up in a in a children's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you look at how far you've come. Do you do you ever go back to the children's home where you were and encourage the young kids that you know what even though you're here now, this is not where your lives or this is not how your lives have to end. I do every time I go back to Cape Town I go there. But now the whole setup with the ages of the children yeah. that's changed. They only have babies and I think up until the age of six. Okay. But in the years when I went back there, I encouraged all the girls. I mean, I was the only one from my time that finished high school then went to college because a lot of people said oh but you didn't study this and that you don't have a degree that's okay I used to go to all the major companies and go and beg to go and study so once you reach 18 you need to leave so I don't have family and people I know that you could rely that I could rely on to, to. to so school, when I turn 18 I'm like oh my gosh I need to go and study where am I going to go to I don't have parents my parents passed away when I was nine so where am I going to go to so I encourage every single person up until today young girls don't fall pregnant um you obviously go on a contraceptive be responsible it's so crazy and hectic out there I didn't I didn't have people to like take care of me I reached out to people um I mean I have a fend for yourself yes I have a foster dad um that I reached out to that took care of me and I met so many people during my time I was at the children's home for 12 years and it was crazy and listening to the guy just that just called in my brother completely messed up um complete opposite to me i mean we had a hectic childhood um grew up on the streets as people know some people um had to fend for ourselves i mean i had to take care of brandon and he's still struggling he's 26 he's going to be 26 this year and he's been in and out of jail people that know our story know so when people talk about life and what they've experienced i mean i grew up on the street i mean i know life i i've been through some of the the most hectic times in my life and I look back and I'm like I'm so thankful for the people that's reached out to help me and if I didn't do it myself if I didn't have a strong character and reached out to people to help and support me then I don't know where I would have been and I think that's one of the main reasons I was really scared to have a kid because I was like I'm gonna mess up I don't know but you you learn and you sit down with yourself and you're like that's the past it's happened it's part of me it's made me stronger and I didn't realize that I have all this love to give out to someone so pure and innocent right now and it all starts with yourself so mm-hmm. I've accepted all the hurt and the pain and things out there and all the the messy parts of my life and it's made me who I am so no one and I always say this to people there's no one today anywhere in the world that could ever hurt me with things that's happened in my past i mean people are like oh but you grew up like this you've done this you've done that i've accepted it it's it's made me who i am today it doesn't matter yeah so um people are like yeah and it doesn't hurt me anymore because it's who i am today and it's a beautiful story it's my story and no one can ever rewrite it better than me so i mean 
I know life. I think I've experienced it the greater part of it. So, yeah, I mean, we can go on and on, but I've learned so much just in my 20s to where it's brought me right now. And I know, I mean, a lot of people do fear having kids, you know, yes. and, and like, you know, when you're in your 30s. Yeah. You, there's lots, you have, you have lot of, lots of friends that are having kids and so on yeah. and you look at how they bring up their kids you might you know complain about the discipline and so on mm-hmm. um, it's important for you to decide now yes. um, when, you, when your kid is still small <laughs> how you and Manda are going to do discipline you know, oh, trust me we, we've, we've had that talk way before the baby was even born and I think um, there's no age and people still want you want to have another baby we all know it right now but I mean um yeah, I didn't want kids and people are like, oh, but you're getting old, your bones are getting harder. Your bones are always going to get old and harder. I'm 31, I didn't plan on having a kid. And when I was in labor, I'm like, oh, damn it, this is why people are saying <laughs> you should have had a kid when you're 20. Um, and talking I know, about- labor, labor is painful regardless. <laughs> oh, I wanted to die. <laughs> I was just like, kill me now. Um, yeah, I, I remember there was a childcare worker at the children's home going back to that where she said, I was a tomboy growing up and I used to just hang out with the boys and she said, you're going to fall pregnant when you're 16 because I was just doing everything with the boys. And yeah, I'm 31 today and I wish I can see her now and tell her, listen, I've just had a baby. She wouldn't believe it. So whether you're 30, if you're ready, I think, well, I wasn't ready in all the ways. Think about it. Um, I still wanted to party. I still I still can do it, right? You do it. <laughs> Look, I'm partying. I'm a mummy of two and I'm partying. So, yeah, you. it, it really doesn't matter. All of our journeys are different mm. and we all have our life lessons in a different way. Mm. So, yeah, this is my real story and my truth to it. And, yeah. Well, going back to Barnum Gadget <laughs> System Specialist, that is the voice of Lexi van Niekerk. And this evening we're chatting to Afropolitans in their 30s and them reflecting on the last 10 years of their lives. Brian, coming back to you, um, how has having children changed you? What's the one main thing that has changed about you? Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer responsible for myself alone. And there's this person who's looking after me. And I have to make sure that I do the best out of it, of this opportunity that I've been given. I mean, not all of us are going to have that second chance, okay? Either you get it right now or you don't. Because you never know the price of the decision that you make at the end of the day. So you, you could be messing it up for them mm. or you could just be making it better for them. So that's the biggest responsibility that I've learned having a kid is that they're so dependent on you. For everything. So for every single thing that you do, for every decision that you make, there is going to be a price for it. And who suffers the most? It's them. And when they're at that age that I am right now, yeah. do they look back and have that regret? Or do they look back and say, thank you? I mean, I still allow them to make those mistakes. I still allow them. And, but really, it's about me making the best of this opportunity that I've been given. Great stuff. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us. And thank you for sharing um, everything that you did share with us, Brian. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So a few more minutes left of the show, Lexi. One yes. word of wisdom from you for, for the listeners. Listen, just wake up every day and just be you. Do all those things you were scared of, of doing. I know people are always saying do 
what makes you happy do what makes you happy and just enjoy life i mean keep all those people that supported you from day one since my pregnancy i was going through all the emotions anxiety postpartum depression and there were days where i'm just like i, I can't breathe i'm not going to make it but i've had a really great support system at work um, i have a really really good friend shadian and she's been a blessing there were days where i'm like I, my heart is going to literally fall out of my chest but i mean surround yourself with people that are really good for you for yeah. your soul that makes you happy that that is just amazing on social media wherever you find yourself take a minute breathe um i always say especially when i i love long drives and looking at the green trees and just like oh my god i've been on my phone so much so enjoy those little moments mm. and do things that are just pure and that really makes you happy don't just do it because it's the in thing or it's it's social media and i i always tell one like i can't wait to travel and go crazy and i'm literally not even going to take one picture because i want to enjoy every single thing in the moment it's beautiful to take pictures and share but sometimes we get lost in this world and I've learned that and I know people think it's a perfect life um, I don't have everything but right now the small little things mean so much to me waking up and seeing my baby laugh and smile and giggle and uh, yeah all of that the hurt and the pain and the craziness it's there but it, it's subsiding a little bit and I just try and do everything to the best and to the realest point of who I oh, am yeah. and yeah. I'm not here for, for every other person and yeah I rock my pimples and my crazy hair and <laughs> my, my little jiggly tummy and <laughs> and oh. yeah I mean now I'm I think I've, I've kind of lived and I've experienced little things I'm still still scared but I mean sometimes it's I'm a day like, at a time yeah one day at a time and yeah, yeah I just do things and you have us to guide you as well well, really? Yeah. No, thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. No, thank you so much thank for being you here, so Lexi. Much. Um, thank I you really so much appreciate for having it. Me. Well, I'll be back tomorrow evening, but before I go, I have something to say that Bette Midler said. After 30, a body has a mind of its own. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.